Hello friends, what is happening? Welcome to the Multiverse Podcast, episode 6 for October 23rd. This is another special Beyond the Multiverse episode, and today we'll be taking a look at some movies that we've deemed to be massively underrated. I'm your host, Hussein, and my co-host is the meme lord himself, Mio. Mio, how you doing? How's it going? Um, really excited to do this episode. I'm. These were just the most underrated movies I could think of on the top of my head. Um, we will probably we might do another episode where we do like more innovative movies. Yeah, because there's so much, so many movies, so out many, there. or even a um, overrated movies. Because I'm pretty eager to do that. Um, but yeah, we've got we've got loads to talk about, I guess, and uh, we we obviously don't know each other's list, so there might be a few surprises there. And uh, how many you got? You got ten. I've got ten. Yeah, I got ten. I've got ten and a bit. So. Um, a few housekeeping notes, though, to be, just before we begin. Uh, these obviously, these movies, they might have um, been uh, critically received or whatever, or they might even have a good rating on Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, whatever the case may be, reviews. But we've included these on our list just because we believe that they just haven't received the attention they, they weren't. And, um, and these are movies that we just think that, you know, they deserve to be talked about a bit more. Uh, some movies might just be absolute trash, but we believe there's certain aspects in it that really bring this movie to the limelight. And uh, would that be would that be um, the case, Mia, in regard to your list? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just movies that we think should should be held in a higher, like a higher you know, regards. Yeah, yeah, regards. That's- uh, that yeah. that's the word. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It happens to me all the time on this podcast. Like, <laughs> like you're talking, and then you you've got this word, and it just like it just. Uh, it just goes over your head and then this always happens to us every time we finish recording we're like ah this is what we're supposed to say or this what we want to talk about so yeah i wouldn't say any of my movies are trash according to me so some of these movies might like seem trash in in my case but i feel like uh the concept behind them was was really good maybe they came out at a time where you know might not have wanted them and maybe they might have succeeded now but whatever the case may be these are like our We've narrowed the, the list down to 10, not in any particular order. Uh, we're not going to rank them or whatever, but these are just 10 movies that we just deem, you know, to be under, massively underrated. So, Mio, should I start or do you want to go ahead and start? Yeah, and before before we start, we should say, like, you know, if you if you guys want to watch these movies and you guys want to have, like, a discussion on it, you know, feel free to have a discussion on the Multiverse Instagram, we'd love to have, you know, discussions about what movies you think are underrated, what movies you enjoyed, like whose list did you like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, perfectly said. And what I'll probably do is once the episode comes out and then after a few days or so forth, once everyone's got a chance to listen to the episode, I might actually put up a post regarding this and then have a discussion in the list uh, in the comment section below or something like that. Just so there's some back and forth between us between us and um, the listeners so that'd be great i'll try and work around the logistics behind that but as me touched it'll be great to have a discussion with everybody to see what the, what list they thought was great what films they thought were were uh, underrated and what films they thought were absolutely trash and they want to be on this list um anything else before we start now let's do it okay let's do it so i'm gonna i'll, I'll go ahead first and this is one of my favorite films uh, not in the top 10 or anything but valkyrie by Tom Cruise and directed by Brian oh, Singer. That's a good pick. That that's a this movie is a good movie, and um, I loved it just because I've studied history uh, during my time at college and so forth, and I'm big on history. And obviously, was, this movie is supposed to be based on the true story. It's um, supposed to be about the 
attempted assassination of uh, Hitler and the coup that was going on during the, uh, I believe, World War One or two. Sorry, World yeah. War Two. Uh, movie came out in '08. I watched it instantly, and uh, I've actually I bought it instantly on Blu-ray. I was at that time I wasn't a, a, an individual that would uh, watch a movie uh, multiple times. I'd watch a movie, wait for it to drop on, let's say, Blu-ray, whatever the media may have been back then, and then just watched it. But um, this movie is really like it's a really really good movie. Uh, Tom Cruise is amazing in this movie as well. His like some of his performances in this. I can't believe this movie. It like on if you see the meta score for it, it's rated fifty six on Metacritic, and that's absolute shambles because this movie, it's it's so good. The narrative is there, the, the kind of the cinematography, the setting for it to be like, for for them to design the whole set around World War Two, it really uh, draws you in. Uh, there's some really really tense moments, uh, especially obviously bear in mind we might be talking spoilers and so forth. Uh, but there's a the attempt on Hitler in kind of this uh, cabin room, and uh, that moment really uh, draws you in. It's it's really it's it's a movie that a lot of I would highly recommend a lot of people watching. It's kind of a drama history thriller. Came out in '08, and uh, Brian Singer, he's a good director, and I think you know for for this he really he really drew me in in terms of what was happening. I really bought in, uh, and it's not one of those typical movies where obviously it's based on history and so forth so we kind of know that Hitler survives this attempted coup um, but it really pulls you in you really kept uh, like on the edge of your seat figuring out what's going to happen and uh, yeah a really really good good movie I, I, I believe it won a few awards and it was up for 11 nominations or something but it won two awards I can't remember what the awards were exactly but I think um, it may have been um, kind of the, the art direction and um, the kind of the the dress, the dress, I can't remember, like the, the clothing and stuff like that. I can't remember what the exact name is. Costume um, design. Yeah, that's it. Costume designer. There we go. Um, so really, really good movie. Uh, highly recommend it. It's. It, I think this is Tom Cruise at, at some of his best, to be honest with you. And yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Definitely give it oh, give it a watch. I don't know if you've seen it in particular. I haven't seen it, but I hear I hear it's pretty good. It's well, I know, a, yeah. um, you know how I feel about Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a goat. Oh, he's he's so good, man. And uh, I'm looking at this cast. It's got like a really good cast to it. Yeah, it's a really really strong casting. Uh, cast so Natalie's in it. Tom Wilkinson. Oh, it's, Chris Van Heuden from yeah. Game it's got it's got a massive massive uh, a cast of full of stars, and I think that's what brings the whole movie to, together. I just I don't know. I feel like. Movies that are based on history, I don't feel like they do as well. And I feel like the attention span is not there. I feel like it, it's, it's a niche market in a sense. Like I'm big on history. I love history. And uh, I think, I don't know, it's just some people who are just interested in that sort of uh, time period in, 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 in history. I think that's what it, who it appeals to. But um, no, nah, it's, 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 really, it's really, really good. Really, really underrated. And that's why it's, it's made it on my list. I'm probably I'm probably gonna go watch it later. You're gonna have to watch it. It's yeah. really good. You're gonna probably come back to me like with everything in the past yeah. week. I can't believe I have watched this sooner, but yeah, I would highly recommend anybody watching this movie. Okay. Do you want me to go? Yeah, we'll we'll just take okay. it in turn. So okay. So that way it gives me a time to take a sip on the, this water before I choke again. <laughs> go on. Okay. So <clears throat> the rated movie is. A movie called The Fall. Have you seen it? No. 
no idea. Okay, what so about. it's um, let's see, I forgot what year exactly it was made, but I think it's two thousand two thousand six. Yep. Okay. It's um, it's like a fantasy movie made by director Tai Sim Singh. Um, he he didn't make anything good after. This was like his only good movie. He made um, have you seen that movie Immortals? Uh, yes, the one with uh, Henry Cavill in it. Yeah, the, okay. the bad Greek. Yeah, um, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't really make anything good after this, but this movie is kind of like. Have you seen Princess Bride? Uh, nope. Okay, well, it's it's basically like a guy's telling a little girl a story, and you know you see what's going on in the story. But yeah, this movie is probably like the most beautiful movie ever made. Like, oh really? That shots, like, the the locations, they're incredible. Like, that's a pretty pretty big statement because you know there's been quite a few. No, yeah, I think I think this is probably like the best shot movie I've ever seen. Like, oh, wow. the locations, everything, and they didn't do this in any sets. They just used real locations. So just. They shot this movie over four years and went Jeez, to the 28 different countries. And it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's like gorgeous. The shots are amazing. The plot's okay, but it's just a really beautiful movie. Is that like, if you were to watch it now, has that movie aged well? Cause you know, there's some movies. It's aged just... amazing. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Jeez. But I mean, I, I, I don't know how else to describe it. I, I remember seeing this movie. Um, it was back in, High school, okay. I think you guys call it primary school there. Uh, secondary school, yeah. Yeah, but um, our English teachers showed it to us, and I'm like, how good could how good it was be? And it was just, I was just stunned. Like, so it's, it's one like, of those movies that literally sticks with you yeah, over the course of it's, time. It's, and you just remember it. It's I I don't know. It's like just the whole movie is just like a painting. It's so good. So pretty much po- poetry in motion again. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's no one really famous in it. The only famous person I could say is um, Lee Pace. He played running the accuser in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. But, um, yeah, just, you know, check this movie out. I don't think anyone saw it, but it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's art. And that's why it's on our list, because I've never heard of it, never seen it before. And... I really want to watch it because I'm really big on cinematography. I love when directors actually go out of their way and make like a really, really beautiful movie. Sometimes obviously, as you, as you mentioned, the narrative, it might not be there, but sometimes the narrative takes a backseat when you watch such a beautiful movie. That makes any sense. Yeah, um, exactly. So um, I'll definitely add that to my list. And I think this is a podcast. I'm going to keep coming back to myself, just going, okay, what did Mio say? Let me see this movie. Let me start taking these movies off my list because, uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm sure our, our lists are going to vary so much that we're going to just going to be watching movies from each other's lists, which is going to be pretty awesome. Um, okay, moving on to another one of my list. Have you seen the Adjustment Bureau? I want to see it. I hear it's really good. It's so good, man. These movies are so good. Like, obviously, we could be biased them because we've watched it and so forth, but it's a good movie. Like, I, I love the narrative. It's something different in a sense. Uh, came out in 2011, I believe. It has Matt Damon in it, uh, Emily Blunt, and it has somebody else who's pretty big. Uh, but it's essentially this viewer who just kind of 
control time and control fate yeah, and control super interesting. A, a timeline. And this guy bumps into this girl who he falls in love with and so forth, but he's not supposed to meet her. He's not supposed to do anything. Uh, it's, it's kind of like a romance sci-fi thriller in a sense. Uh, and like when you hear romance in the movie, you, as, as like a, a description of the movie, you kind of, it puts me off. Like I'm not really into those kind of movies, but this is really good. Like it, it takes, a, the romance is part of the narrative, but it mainly takes a back seat. Uh, and it's just like how they're trying to control this guy's timeline. Uh, and like when he's, when there's, there's these particular scenes that are shot so well, like he's trying to escape and trying to run away, but they know which way he's going. So they see on their like little notebook, which path he's taking and how to intercept. So they're kind of, they're always a step ahead of him when he starts, um, when he tries to figure things out, he's, he figures out how to kind of get ahead of them and meet up with this, with Emily Blunt. Uh, and the, it's, it's just amazing. It's, it's one of those films you, you need to watch to kind of get the full understanding of what's happening. And the great thing is it's not too long. It's about an hour and a half long, which is perfect for this sort of movie. I think a lot of movies try and drag on their narrative or their kind of their concept for too long that it just, it draws out and just becomes really really boring eventually like um i watched uh the talk grass the other day as, as i mentioned and um like the first 15 minutes first half an hour you're like you're kind of drawn in but then when you realize the movie's going to go on for two and a half hours two hours you're like oh this is going to be so drawn out it's just going to get really really repetitive and boring but the adjustment bureau just does a really really good job at this and it's kind of it's really really good um I highly recommend it as as everything on my list. You're going to hear me say that quite a lot today. So uh, Matt Damon's awesome in it. Emily Blunt, I'm a big fan of her. I like I like her as an actor. I think she's really really good. Uh, I would highly recommend it. I think. Uh, have you ever seen? You haven't seen it, have you? No, I haven't. But that's that's such a good. It's the mate. The like, the premise. That movie is it, so interesting. The premise so is beautiful. There's there's a few on here that they were done in a time. I feel like. Yeah, I, it's, I it's refreshing. Think it's like refreshing. Yeah, ready for this movie, like they yeah. didn't really understand what it, what it was. Yeah, there's there's gonna be a lot on this list, and it's just like it's one of those movies. That's what I've tried to do with this with my list is to kind of uh, bring to attention movies that try and do something refreshing. You know, not just the normal typical thriller, uh, happy ending sort of thing. Uh, highly recommend this. I think just looking at the reviews for it, it got a meta score of sixty. So once again kind of average uh it wanted the highest score for me overall but really really enjoyed it highly recommend it and i believe it's on it's on netflix or something oh i so gotta check that out watch this yeah these these make my list is awesome i love my list uh but so far adjustment view as well first two, first two have been hard mate you should see my list it's absolutely it's chef's kiss it's a it's a really really good list and um i'm not uh, yeah uh adjustment view is next up on my list okay so next up for my list i'm about to sync this whole podcast because i guess a lot of people think this movie is, is, trash. is this gonna be a trash movie going i think okay hear me out here go on <laughs> need for speed 2014 okay okay I, I respect that i respect that go on i think need for sell speed it to is. me sell it I think Need for Speed is the greatest video game movie ever made. I think Need for Speed is um, the godfather of video game movies. Really? Yeah. Well, to be honest, there hasn't been that many great video game movies. (laughs) I know it's not saying (laughs) much. Not saying much. Um, 
I think this is better than all the Fast and Furious movies except Fast Five. Yep. I think this movie is like really funny. I think this movie is really entertaining. Let me go through the cast for you. As a lead, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad Emmy winner. Did he win the Emmy? I don't know. Uh, I think I'll he won say. something. He won. I'm, I'm sure he won something. Whatever. I'm just okay. Emmy nominee. <laughs> go on. There you go. Aaron Paul. Um, you know, Jesse Pinkman. This is what Jesse Pinkman this, did after he escaped Alaska. He was speed racing. He, he became a speed racer, yeah. Exactly. Jesse Pinkman. Okay. So you, you basically didn't need El Camino. So maybe Need for Speed fell in between after El Camino. So this is, what, this is what he essentially did. I think he drives an El Camino in the movie. I'm not sure. Oh, Jesus. That'd be, that'd yeah. be, that'd be an awesome time. But I, I, I think it was a... I can't remember. Because uh, I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie and I really enjoyed it. I like Cars yeah. uh, and I agree with you in terms of it's better than some of the Fast and Furious movies. I think Fast Five is obviously the best Fast and Furious movie. But I liked Need for Speed because it was so grounded and it didn't feel like I was watching a superhero movie in Cars, yeah. essentially. But yeah, carry on. Yeah, the Cars, so first quick sidetrack. The Cars in this movie are actually really good. There's like Lamborghinis, Ferrari, and Celine's. Good cars in here. Chef kiss. <laughs> but um, okay, going through the cast. Main villain played by Dominic Cooper. Pretty good actor. He played Tony Stark's dad in um, Captain America, the first Avenger. Yep. Pretty good actor. Um, I don't know who the lead actress is, but we'll just skip her. Um, Kit <laughs> Cuddy's in this movie. Kit Cuddy, Mr. Rager. Um, yeah, he's pretty good in this movie. Kit Cuddy. He can act. Um, and... It's Oscar got, winner, Oscar it, winner. Yeah, yeah. Didn't it have um, what's his Oscar name? Oscar winner, Emmy winner. Rally, Rally Malik. That guy, good. that guy is really good. That guy is he's a good actor, man. I forgot he was in here. I was like, holy crap, Rami Malik's in here. Yeah, he's a good actor. Um, have you seen uh Bohemian Rhapsody? No, no, but that, I hear he's pretty good. That's not my sort of movie. Yeah, I only watched it because it was on the cable box, and I thought, you know, let me just watch something. He is so good in that man. You need to watch it just for his performance. Yeah, I love Queen too. There you go. Kill two birds with one stone. Rami Malek's in here. He's really good. Just like good actors in this movie. Good cars. Entertaining plot. Like what more could you ask for? They did not have, um, what's his name? Anyway, I was about to say, halfway through the movie, you hear a voice and you're like, wait a minute, that voice sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could that be? Yeah, that's that's Batman. Batman's in the movie. Michael Keaton's in the movie. Michael Keaton's in the movie. I remember that's what I was about to say. Like I'm watching and then you just hear this voice and you're like, what? And I remember because his name wasn't on any of the posters or anything like that. So he, they kept Not his role quite secret. It was just like, I remember Paul, I, I can't remember if Mad, uh, Rami Malik was, was on there or so on the poster. I don't remember, but it was just Aaron Paul and Dominic Cooper as the two lead roles, I believe. So when I, when I heard um, Michael Keaton's voice, I was like, what? I'm like, there we go. And this movie is, I, yeah, I agree with you. Go on. And then he just narrates the final race. He's got like good banter. And yeah, this movie. Movie's good. Like, I, think, I don't. I think this movie suited Aaron Paul. Like, um, he hasn't really received too many big uh, Hollywood blockbuster movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this suited him. And uh, yeah, I thought it was a decent movie, man. Um, I saw it on a plane. I like loved it. Uh, yeah, it, it also Me had what's her name? Uh, what's her name? What's her name? The one from um, the Fifty Shades, Dakota Johnson. She's barely in it though. Okay, yeah. So I but, want it. Yeah, thank, thank. That's what I was about to say. Thankfully, she wasn't involved too much because yeah. 
She's not that great of an actor, is she? I think Nick likes those movies. Uh, what, the Fifty Shades? Yeah. Shout out, Nick. I, I, I see you, Nick. I see what you like on Twitter. I see you. I see you. Shout does out, he Nick. Likes, does he I like see, stuff on What I, does he like on Twitter? We'll, we'll, we'll keep it PG rated on, <laughs> on here. I see you, Nick. Nick, I've, I've got my eyes on you, you know? Oh, wow. It, it just pops up on my, uh, my Twitter feed. It's, <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. Like, I'm just scrolling through. And everything's like, uh, my Twitter is mainly for football. I just follow, like, a lot of Spurs fans and so forth. I'm scrolling through and I just see something like, not, I wouldn't say X-rated. It's, but I wouldn't say it's safe for work. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like they're in between. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is on my, on my Twitter feed. And it just says, like to buy and his, his Twitter handle is just Nick's Twitter handle is the funniest because he just changes it based on what type of season it is and so it's Halloween at the moment so it's got something to do with Halloween and it's just it just yeah it's just so funny so when I scroll through and I see something like that now I'm like oh Nick like this so I, <laughs> Nick I see you fam um, shout out Nick yeah, again that's, that's two funny. in a row that's so uh, funny yeah he's Nick's, Nick's awesome so um, okay do I move on to my one now? Next one? Yeah, just finishing up. I was like, they, they need to make a franchise of this. I need to see Need for Speed 10, like the Fast and Furious movies. But yeah, make you, another Need for Speed. You've played the games, haven't you? Especially yeah. Need for right. Speed most wanted. So uh, Need, for Speed Need for Speed Underground. I remember being back in school. Uh, what was I? I think I just started high school and Need for Speed Underground 2 came out. So good. I came home and I begged my mom to buy it for me. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, great games. The soundtrack on that was awesome. The soundtrack in the movie was pretty awesome. I don't remember it. I I I, I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, and Need for Speed Hot Pursuits. That was a good game. Yeah, I loved it. I that really game. enjoyed that. Uh, it's gone off the bubble recently, but hey, yep. it's uh, by yeah, EA. It. So yeah, yeah, he ruined it. Um, okay, next up on my list is, and one of my favorite actors, Source Code. Yeah, this is a really good list. This is a really good list, yeah? Yeah. Uh, source, source Code, Jake Gyllenhaal, one of my favorite actors of all time. It's got Michelle uh, something in it. What's her name? Michelle Monaghan or something? Yeah, she's good too. She's really good. I've seen it in another movie. She's, she pops up in these movies and like these thriller movie, action drama movies and they're pretty decent with her. Um, so basically the whole premise of this is a soldier wakes up in somebody else's body and eventually he becomes to the realization that he's not living that life. He's just as part of a embedded computer code. And they're trying to find out who is basically a terrorist attack. So they're trying to stop the next ter- terrorist attack on this commuter train. So mm-hmm. he's, he's always reliving this moment and so forth before the bomb goes off. And he's trying to figure out who's planted it and so forth. And he just, it just, then it dawns on him that he's all part of a computer program and he falls in love with uh, this Michelle. And, um, once again, the narrative is really, really good. Like when I first watched it and then the first explosion happened and it kind of just repeated itself. I was like, what? Excuse me? What's going on? And uh, it really draws you in. You're like, it's one of those movies that once again, like all the previous two, it's like you really want to focus on this movie. You really don't want to uh, like this. It's easy for, I guess, for people to, when they're watching a movie at home in, in, in a part where they feel like there's nothing happening to pick up their phone, check Instagram, social media, whatever, pop to the toilet or, or so forth. But this movie actually really uh, pulls you and really gets you on the edge of the seat and really wants you to kind of piece what's happening together. And like, um, so he's trying to find out this terrorist. He's trying to stop uh, another terrorist attack on uh, American soil. Shock right there. And um, 
it, it, the way it just, I don't want to ruin this because this isn't one of the movies you just kind of need to see. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like um, like Russian Doll on Groundhog's Day, right? He yeah, keeps repeating it. Yeah, exactly, love exactly. Uh, I love those sort of movies. Uh, and there's another one on my list you'll, you'll see when I get there. I think it's just straight after this, you know. But anyways... Uh, is it what I think it is? Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait on, until we get there. So the meta score for this was quite high. It was 75. Uh, I, I think got decent reviews and it was... But I think people didn't really appreciate that ending, and they did. Yeah, I don't think anyone really saw this either. I didn't yeah. see this. Okay, there you go. And but I believe, from what I, I remember, there was supposed to be a different ending, or but they cut that ending, and they just kind of made this ending. Did they go they, with like the good, the happy ending? Uh, from what I remember, it was. I don't really want to spoil it too much because this is a movie that you actually have to watch. Um, it's one of those movies that if you spoil the ending, it spoils the movie. Yeah, essentially. So I don't really want to talk about the movie ending too much, um, but it, pretty much you have to. This guy has to make every second count, otherwise uh, he's always repeating this this whole process. And you you have to watch. I I really don't want to ruin the, the kind of the the narrative behind it because you you want to kind of figure out why he's in this computer program, how he got there, who he is, and the ending itself. But the main kind of idea behind this movie is. He's embedded in this computer program to, to find this terrorist before he, let's say, blows up a commuter train. And he's reliving this moment over and over again, trying to piece the clues. So you find that first 100 attempts or first 50 attempts, whatever the case may be, he's missed so many clues. But when he starts piecing the clues and figures out who's who and so forth, it just, this, the narrative builds and it really keeps you on the edge of the seat. It's kind of a mystery drama, kind of an action movie. So... A movie I would highly recommend. It's got Jake and Lauren. He's usually hit, 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 hit. Yeah, I like the director in this movie too, Duncan Jones. He's good. What other movies he directed, has he made? He directed Moon. Okay, yeah, yeah. The Warcraft movie, which wasn't that great. That was there we go. Video game oh, wait, movie once you know, again. Um, you know who his dad is? Duncan mm-hmm. Jones. Tell me. Um, it's David Bowie. Was oh really? His, okay, yeah. I didn't know that. David Bowie's son. Oh wow, I, did, I honestly did not know that. Um, they go. You learn. You learn something new on the podcast. That's what we're here for. Which we might as well just make this an educational podcast from now on. Um, so yeah, this movie came out in 2011. I watched it pretty recently, I would say, before I even started the Multiverse uh, Instagram page. Uh, it's a great movie. It's aged well, like other few movies I've mentioned before. This aged well, really good movie. Jake Gyllenhaal, once again, another performance really buys you into what's happening. Um, don't want to spoil it too much because this is one of the movie. If I spoil one part of it, like towards the end or so forth, it just ruins the whole movie for you. So highly recommend this uh, this movie. Okay. So next on my list is a movie called Hard- <laughs> Hardball. Have you seen Hardball? No, I've heard of it, I believe. Yeah, it's um, it's a movie where Keanu Reeves, he's like a gambling alcoholic and he gets... You know, he gets in trouble with the law. So they put him, they don't sit him in jail. They put him on parole instead. And okay. he has a coach, like a little league baseball team in okay. Southside Chicago. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I've, I've, I think I've seen it, but this is, mate, I think this is years ago. Like yeah, I've been, yeah. I might have seen it once or it might have just been on the TV and like me not paying attention to it. But yeah, continue. Yeah, he has a coach like a little, he has a coach, a little league team with a bunch of like inner city kids. And, you know, it's, it's. It's like a really like feel good movie. It's really like, you know, John Wick's coaching of a baseball team. Like how how good is that? And one of the kids, it's Michael B. Jordan. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Like a, a younger version of Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he's like twelve in this movie. 
Oh, wow. That's yeah, the, the movies, you know, it's like every sports movie. The kids don't get along at first. They really suck. Then, you know, the coach does like some unconventional things. And he, you know, he encourages the kids to, you know, play, to get better in, you know, life. Yeah. It <laughs> reminds me of... Um, me, I'd, I'd play better too. It reminds me of uh, Coach Carter. You seen yeah, that exactly. movie? It's, it's, it's pretty similar. Like it's just like Coach Carter, except, you know, he's not like a dick. He's yeah. like a cool coach. And um, this is one good part where one of the kids, they, they can only play with by listening to um, Biggie Smalls. <laughs> okay. So, um, and like the coaches, he like comes up and he's like, hey, the kid can't look, listen to his, you know, his MP3 player while he's yeah. playing baseball. That's dangerous. So they like make him take it off and then he starts like playing really bad. So Keanu Reeves starts like rapping the Toys B.I.G. and everyone starts rapping. Like everyone starts rapping. Yeah. And he, like, he really gets in the groove. He like pitches it. Such a good moment. Do you know what that reminds me of? Have you seen uh, Baby Driver? Uh, no. Oh my God. Okay. So it's not on my list, but you should really watch it. It's, it's a great movie. It's, it, uh, it was well received, so that's why it's not on my list. But you should watch it because uh, the getaway driver, he can't, let's say, get away unless he has music in his ears, like on the yeah. iPod and so forth. So it's kind of the similar premise. So watch that movie as well. It's a great movie. But yeah, what was the song? I think the song was Big Papa, but yeah. And it's like spoiler, like one of the kids dies in the movie, he gets shot and it's so sad. Like it's oh my so God. sad. Jesus. Yeah. They killed off a kid I, in the movie. Huh? I said they killed off a kid in the movie. It wasn't yeah, Michael no. B. Jordan, was it? No, 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 it wasn't Michael B. Jordan. It was that. Shambles trying to yeah, play with he your gets, heart. He gets like killed in like a shootout in Chicago. Chicago is so dangerous. Really? Yeah, it's... It's shambles. Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyways, good movie. That's on my list because uh, I love Keanu Reeves. Uh, we're, we're both big fans. I think, yeah, we're, we're both big fans. We've been talking about John Wick 3 for so, like since the last podcast. We've been talking about it every day and like, oh my God, Keanu Reeves is, an, is a goat. He's, he's, he's up there with like, let's say Tom Cruise for us. Uh, absolute legend of the filming industry. Oh, he's higher than Tom Cruise now. Yeah, pretty much. Especially now that he's in like uh, video games. So, yeah, can't wait like, for that. I'm ex- I'm excited, like super super stoked for that. Especially that trailer when he put, put, first popped up, and he's just there. Oh my god, Keanu Reeves, absolute legend. Um, you know he was born in uh, Lebanon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's why he's like he's the goat fam. Uh, um, shout out Lebanon, shout out Keanu Reeves. <laughs> uh, okay, next on my list, and this is another good film. Uh. It has two names, I believe. Uh, so I'm just going to go with, with its normal name, Edge of Tomorrow. I knew you were going to put those on your list. This film is so good, man. It's so good. This film is so good. Tom Cruise, the GOAT, once again, Emily Blunt. It's amazing. It's basically fighting, a soldier fighting aliens uh, gets to relive the same day over and over and over again, and they, they keep restarting every time he dies. I remember when I first watched it, and it, like the first opening scene is quite... Uh, drawn out so you you just expect the movie to just continue and then when he dies and you think what when did you see this movie by the way like oh, in theaters or I, I no i didn't watch it in theaters yeah, I, I watched... didn't watch it in theaters either i wasn't interested in this movie at all i thought like this movie looks bad like, yeah 
yeah and it was called live die repeat or something and that just did not like sell it to me and then i watched it i don't think anyone saw this movie in theaters no i think it, that's why they really do this well is a good it. pick this is a mate this is a good movie this is a really really good movie and um uh tom cruise once again in this movie oh my god his performance uh it's mouth dropping I, I, i'll give i'll give him that it's really really good emily blunt once again another good performance this is this movie it kind of it'll, i'm assuming it reminds you of is it groundhog day do you say yeah groundhog's day yeah this movie man everyone should uh, go watch it and um so once again this is a movie where do you want to explain you, the plot yeah, but I'm trying not to spoil it too much because this is actually spoiled. But it's basically a soldier fighting aliens, and uh, he gets to relive the same day over and over and over again every time he dies. So the day restarts. But the whole concept is, I think he's he's carrying something in his in his uh, body that allows him to do it. Because the first thing when he dies, he sh- he shoots an alien, and the alien just explodes in front of him. And I think part of the alien's DNA uh, goes down his system. And the, I think they're trying. To, I, the thing is, I don't want to spoil it because this is a movie. It's one of those movies that, when you first watch it, you and you take it in, you're like, "Wow, it's amazing!" It's one of those movies that you might not be able to watch the second time uh, with the same intensity. So I'm trying not to spoil it too much. It's quite hard, but that's kind of the a small kind of synopsis of the movie itself. It's just fighting aliens. Yeah, so we live the same day over and over again. The aliens are. Uh, wait, there's one thing. Every time they change something, the aliens knew. So the aliens always knew when they were coming and so forth. And they tried to attack the aliens at the home base, but they knew they were coming because of Tom Cruise. Uh, and I can't remember if Tom Cruise survives by the end or dies. I can't remember. Or, but what I do know is they've actually started uh, filming, or they're going to begin filming for Edge of Tomorrow 2. So it's one of those movies that we've mentioned this in the podcast a few a few podcasts ago that. This movie should just have just stood on its own. I don't think it warrants a sequel, to be honest. I think um, you lose that kind of intensity. You lose that, you know, the surprise in the movie when, when you first watch it. So I don't think they should make another one, but it's a really, really good movie. Uh, action sci-fi came out in... When did it come out? I would say 2014, 2015, I believe. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I did watch it in cinema at all. Uh, I just watched it on... Blu-ray, I believe. I just popped down to our, our local brick and mortar Blu-ray store at the time, and it was in like one of these three for thirty or three for twenty or something, some some sort of deal. I picked it up because it had Tom Cruise in it, Emily Blunt. I was becoming a big fan of Emily Blunt seeing her in previous movies, and I thought, you know what, let's watch it. And um, it's a good, really, really good movie. It's one. It has won a few awards, but the, I think what let it down was it. It's become, I believe it's become a cult classic, but it's become a cult classic because people have picked it up, like myself, from the bargain bin and watched it. And I've gone, oh, wow, this is actually a good movie. And I believe it's based on a book or something. Yeah, it's based so, on a manga. Okay, there you go. Um, and it's, yeah, so pretty, pretty, pretty much a highly recommended uh, movie. Um, um, kind of in, Yeah, CGI in this movie is really good. I love how he gets like progressively better in the movie. Like, oh, have you, watched, have you watched this? Yeah, I love oh, this sick, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he like he's like at first he's like really bad. Then like towards like the middle of the movie, he's like just destroying all the aliens by himself yep. single handedly. Like it's so good. I love how when like the opening scene when he when he plays, he comes, he gets introduced to his let's say his his crew. They're playing cards and so forth, and then when he dies, he repeats the same thing. He comes in, he goes, okay, 
he pretty much knows all their names. He knows what they're doing. He knows what cards they're holding and they're kind of a bit confused. And then when he dies again, he kind of changes it where he doesn't go and do the same thing. He tries to just go straight to Emily Blunt or uh, when he dies again, he like, he just develops as a character and he becomes a bit more, you know, as you mentioned, a bit more confident in his skills. Like when you first see him, he doesn't know how to reload his suit or, or whatever. And then, he does all that. And then you remember that scene when they're dropping out the their drop ship and it's about to blow up and he's telling them yeah. to strap in, it's about to blow up and they're all looking at him thinking he's crazy. Yeah. So, so those scenes are pretty, pretty cool. Uh, great movie, man. A really, really great movie. Well shot. Uh, the CGI is pretty, pretty awesome. Like um, sometimes some movies are really like super CGI heavy that it really takes you out of the experience. But with this, it actually kind of did the opposite. And so you really bought into it. Um, highly recommend this movie so that's number well that's the fourth movie on my list okay the fourth movie on my list is kingdom of heaven have you seen kingdom of heaven yes i've seen it but i've only seen it once and I yeah didn't, i didn't it's, appreciate it <clears throat> it's like a it's a really scott movie based on the crusades yep um yeah it's starring it's starring orlando bloom i think this was the main I'm gonna, this, I think this was the main problem in the movie. I think Orlando Bloom's a good actor, but he's not hes not a good lead. Nope. But yeah, I don't think they gave him any leads after this. But, you know, overall, like, it's its its an epic movie. It's like, you know, it's like Lawrence of the Arabia. It's like Arabia. It's like um, Lord of the Rings. But it's, it takes place in the Crusades. Um, it's about a blacksmith who gets called by his father, played by... Our Liam boy, Neeson. our boy Liam Neeson. Liam He's not a boy, by the way. You thought we could go through a podcast without mentioning Liam Neeson? This is six in a row. Liam Neeson makes another yeah. uh, appearance on our podcast. Yeah, he's not a bo- He's not our boy, by the way. Yeah, we don't um, condone uh, racism or no, no, no. Yeah. not at all. Just, just like taking shots. Yep. You know, having Liam Neeson banter. <laughs> and before he sees this podcast, sometime down the line, when we massive, let's say. And he takes legal action against us. But yeah, um, Lee, he's he's barely in the movie. He's just you know he just recruits Orlando Bloom, but he's he's good in it. Um, I was gonna say his motivation was that you know like a bunch of Muslims killed his wife, so he he joined the Crusades to get revenge. Typical kind of revenge story. But yeah, this movie has a good cast. Um, Eva Green's in it. She's good in most of the things she does. Not in the 300 sequel. That was oh, bad. No, no. She, she was bad in that one. I was about to say. She's a good um, actor. Jeremy but... Irons isn't here. I like Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons right? He played Alfred. Yeah, I like him. That movie season. Yeah. Um, Edward Norton's in here too. He plays a king. I didn't even know Edward Norton is in here because he's wearing a mask the whole time. <laughs> but like after, when I read the credits, I'm like, oh, that was Edward Norton. That was Edward Norton, yeah. Yeah. It's... I remember watching this. Uh, when did this come out? This came out. Do, 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 I can't remember when it came out. Like two thousand four-ish. Yeah. Oh my god, mate. So I've always had this love for movies and so forth, but it was I wasn't so invested into it like I was now. Like at the time, I had some. Mate, I was in I believe college or high school at the time. Like this was yeah. I had other things on my mind, man. Before besides movies and stuff. So it'll yeah, be one of those. It'll be one of those movies that you just. It's uh, a slow burn. Yeah, a whole bunch of friends would just go to the cinema after school or some shit like that and just watch it. But I, I enjoyed this from from when I, when I watched. Um, but I believe if I watched this now, I don't think I would enjoy it as much. 
I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a movie that it, I would say it's like a flawed masterpiece. It needs to be like three, four hours long, but it only got like a two-hour runtime. Yeah. Um. So like, a lot of important things got cut out, like a oh, lot of character growth, yeah. a lot of character progression. Like, the the original cut doesn't make any sense. I would recommend you watch the director's cut, even though that's like three hours long. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth watching. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. With like, we see this in movies, like we hear with this. I mean. Snyder Cut or whatever. We, we see this in a lot of movies. The original cut doesn't really make any sense because they cut out a lot of like important stuff. Do you remember? Well, I'm sure you remember, but Batman v Superman had the original cinema, like, cinema release, okay? And then it came out with a director's cut and the director's cut just made much more sense. Like a lot of plot holes in the movies were, were cut, covered up in the, in the director's cut. You remember that black African lady and kind of her motives? So... In the Blu-ray release, it actually showed you her whole being bribed and working with the with the enemy and so forth. But you never actually got a sense of that in the movie. So directors cut work sometimes, and I think I think for Kingdom of of, of Heaven, I was about to say Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom of Heaven. I think it works really well. <laughs> yeah, I think it works really well because it's one of those movies where, especially once it, once again, it's a historical kind of uh, movie. It's so hard to kind of dilute everything into a one hour and a half two hour movie and yeah the battle cool. scenes are really good in this movie i think they portray like the the sarah sense are really good in this movie yep. um let me send you like my favorite part of the movie it's like do you want to do like a, a script reading uh now yeah we can do okay let me send this you is our, this is our mate this is our podcast you know the rules yeah. by now we do what we I want pair this i didn't tell you about this by the way okay, okay i'm gonna read my parts you're gonna it's, I sent you this. Okay. Do you see it? Uh, I'm reading it now. One second. So who am I? Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. Oh, this is I want you okay, to, okay, okay. I got this. Yeah. I want you to do like a thick Arabic accent. Sound like Jafar from Aladdin. Okay. New one. Okay. okay. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. okay I got play. this. Let's go. <clears throat> I'm going to play. I'm going to be playing Orlando Bloom and Hussein's going to be playing Salah, Salah Hadeen. Okay. okay. <clears throat> what is Jerusalem worth? Nothing. Saladin walks away, then looks back, holding up both fists. Everything. So good. I that's love so that good. part. I love that's that. So part. good. That's. I think that scene was probably one of the best in there. Uh, was that? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, that scene was like you. Everyone needs to watch this to understand what we're talking about now. So this is what I love. Hopefully, we get people watching, and then all the people that have watched this movie actually know what's happening. Uh, now that that scene is. A really, really great scene. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, it really shows like how people really fight over, you know, Jerusalem and like yep. how important it is to people. And, you know, even though it's just like a place, it's just like that 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 quote makes perfect sense, you know, yep. like in a sense, it means nothing because it's just like a city in like the middle of the desert next to, a, you know, in the middle of the desert. But exactly. like spiritually, like it means everything to these people. Yep. Uh, I think, as you said, that that's particular scene portrayed like everything about humanity and it's it's just so well done well shot and you kind of feel emotional especially i think i would say maybe arabs or whatever feel a bit more slightly more emotional it's just a, you know that two that kind of conflict between the two and so forth so. yeah that's still going on today yeah exactly so it's, it's quite funny how things that are portrayed in movies there's still there's still so much social commentary in them and so forth so 
no, a great movie. I'm happy that's on your list. I think, I think it does deserve to be on a list like this. Uh, I don't think this movie is for everybody though. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think everybody will appreciate it, but it's, it goes back to saying about Valkyrie. It's one of those movies, you know, history movies don't really do well. Historic movies. Uh, it's all, it has a niche market and so forth. But I remember this being quite popular in, in the cinema. Did, did, cause if I'm not yeah, mistaken, it did pretty well. The reviews mistaken, weren't yeah. good at all for this movie. Then. Yeah, it did well because if I'm not mistaken, it came out around the same time as Lord of the Rings. Um, I think a little bit after. Oh, yeah. So it came out after Lord of the Rings. So there was that hype for Orlando Boom, basically. Uh, so I think people just wanted to see him. But as, as you mentioned and you touched on, he, he's not great as a lead role. No, nah, he's, uh, he's not. Okay, moving on. Uh, another one from, on my list. This is a great movie, man. Like I'm saying this about every single movie, but this movie I've watched so many times, and this gives me, this gives me Christopher Nolan vibes. Okay, I'm excited. Uh, Looper. That's Looper. a good one. Looper is a, it's an amazing movie, man. I'll be saying this. Looper is a great movie. It's got an amazing cast. Uh, it's got uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis, Emily Blunt again. Uh, oh, that, that's you know, just Emily Blunt movies. Wait, does does, does this uh, sound like I've got a crush on Emily Blunt? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, honestly, this is like coincidental. Like, I did, I did not intend for how many movies have we gone through? Five, uh, three out of five movies now have got Emily Blunt in them, so it's like unintentional. Um, but a really great movie. It's also got that guy. What's his name? The one that's supposed to be the. Uh, He's been casted as the Joker, apparently, in yeah, Paul uh, Dano. He's really good in that. Oh yeah, he, he is. He yeah, plays he's a dick. Yeah, yeah, but his role is so sick. It's it's amazing. So um, uh, came out twenty twelve. Uh, mm-hmm. Metacritic score on this was really high, like 80, 84. So this is probably one of the highest films on my list. But I don't feel like people appreciated it as much as I did. Um, so it it's, starts a little slow. It is. It's a really slow burner, but when the action kicks in and that kid becomes a super saiyan, essentially, and he's just like... Yeah, he's like Magneto or something? Essentially, yeah. It was so sick. So basically, if I'm not mistaken, the kind of the synopsis behind this is uh, people send back loopers to clear up, like, let's say, to assassinate people. Uh, so from the future, they send them no, back. They, they no, send, they send people back to the past. To, to the past, to, assa- yeah. to assassinate, to clear up uh, loose ends and so forth. Bruce Willis, who plays an older version of uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is sent back to the past. Uh, yeah, to the past to to kill his younger self, so that in the future he doesn't exist. And that's kind of the whole premise behind it. And it goes horribly wrong. And then, uh, wait, I thought it was the opposite. Joseph Levergoin has to kill Bruce. No, because Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So Bruce. Yeah, Bruce Willis gets sent back. Uh, in, in the past, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is waiting there to assassinate, to kill him. Uh, and then when he comes face to face with Bruce Willis, realizes it's him. Bruce Willis just turns around because he's obviously got the gold. Yeah, he uh, hesitates because he sees his eyes. He sees his eyes, yeah. Uh, and he turns around because he's got all the, let's say, the gold uh, paycheck in, in, in his back. Shoots him and he just makes an escape. Uh, a great movie that, once again, this is what I tried to do with this. I tried to make things, you know, a bit unique and this movie is a unique movie in a sense. I don't feel like it's been done before. Um, it's well written, well filmed. The casting is amazing. The story is really well done. 
uh, use. It's it's easy to kind of understand the whole time travel thing. Like a lot of movies have tried to do time travel, and it's become extremely, let's say, confusing or convoluted. Uh, but with Lupe, it's really it's it's easy. It's easy to get an uh, understanding of the story. Uh, I've forgotten what the whole point of the concept was with the kid. I completely forgot that now. I haven't watched this movie. Uh, before, so the kid becomes like like a crime boss in the future. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. He kills Bruce Willis's wife. Yep. But Bruce Willis wants to kill him so he can save his wife. Yep, that was it. So it's it's not just um the story is not just about um uh, Gordon Joseph uh, jo- sorry Joseph Gordon Levitt killing Bruce Willis, but it's Bruce Willis also has his own um, motivation. If he kills the, uh, the crime boss, then this whole thing doesn't happen. But it turns out the crime boss is like a, a little baby uh, Magneto, just literally super powered. Uh, that scene when they're in the house and everything just starts hovering and levitating and it's just there. Oh, that scene was beautifully shot in the cornfield also. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, I love that scene. A beautiful scene. And then one, one of the, let's say, one of the mobs come up, come around to the house to to see what's happening and the kids just running around in the background and that scene so, was like pretty tense. One shot I really loved about this movie is when like early in the movie you see the like, like the, the mob come to Joyce Eleven Gordon's apartment yep. and you see him like escape by like falling off. And then later in the movie you see it from Bruce Willis's perspective and yep. the same way. So it's like were they shooting the scene in like two different cameras? Like it's so good. It's so, it's, it's so and that's what that's one of the best things about this movie. It's you get a a good representation of both sides of the story. Uh, it doesn't just say, okay, this is our side. This is let's say side A of the story, and you don't see side B. You see both of them, and you get to put the movie together. It's it's a re- really good movie, and kind of the the let's say the environment that that they built, kind of a a, a futuristic utopia. Uh, that was that was awesome. Like uh, kind of a, you see the bikes, future futuristic bikes. Some uh, characters had superpowers, like um, uh, that Dick. He had uh, that. Uh, he, he was able to levitate stuff, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's the world is really, really. Uh, what's that word I'm looking for? You can buy into what's happening. Essentially, it's like um, you know the John Wick world where everyone knows everyone and we know what's happening and so forth. Immersive. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So it's a really immersive world. You really buy into everything and. Uh, I think this movie came out, uh, to be honest, I'm, I wasn't a big fan of uh, uh, Gordon Levitt. This movie came out after The Dark Knight and it just kind of made me appreciate his movies a bit more. So that's why this is on my list. It's a great movie. Some awesome shots. I think my best scene was the scene in the house, but most, uh, I think the scene in the cornfield where that, that was just an immense, that was amazing. And uh, it had Emily Blunt in it. Hey, so it's on my list <laughs> yeah ryan johnson directed this and this made me like really excited for the last jedi yeah. i'm like oh ryan johnson's directing it but yeah that movie wasn't great i still uh, believe in ryan johnson though there you go yeah i like him just because of this movie like um it, it seems to be a trend with me if if a director makes uh, a movie that i really enjoy I, st- I stick by them even if they make a lot of uh, misses mm-hmm. uh, but this movie is high on my list man it's a great movie I love when Bruce Willis is telling his backstory and it shows him like going to China, it shows him like falling yes. in love, it shows yep. him that, that was like a really good scene. And I loved how like all these different countries and different scenes had like kind of yeah. their own. This movie kind of looks like cyberpunk, doesn't it? It does. It has a cyberpunk feel to it, doesn't it? Yeah. But 
that's what I said because it, it's based in 2074 the movie the setting uh, in general I just I felt like when this movie came out I thought this was like eh, another Nolan movie it had that kind of Nolan vibe essentially with like time travel um, you know th- does that make sense would you say that yeah. would be the case yeah, yeah so. it, look, it looks like a Nolan movie it does look like Nolan and even the poster was like it had the Nolan-esque uh, movie design poster design uh, so yeah that's that's on my list Looper uh, really good movie uh, highly recommend it okay so the next underrated movie on my list is Transformers the first one. Oh, yeah no no I, yeah okay okay so hear me out here Michael Bay makes crap movies all the movies are bad but the first one's pretty good the first Before, one is good like a soulless like cash grabbing franchise the first one's you know actually like pretty good I, I um, actually I actually respect that it's a great movie yeah. I remember seeing this in the theaters for the first time in 2007. I was like blown away. Like the CGI is incredible. Um, like all the, like this was like, this, this looks like really good today. Like the CGI holds up. Um, the plot's okay. The plot's not that great. It's just, you know, like the Autobots and Decepticons are fighting over this um, thingamajig that does th- something, you that know, does doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah but the just, plot holds up better than, the movie yeah, that come after the, afterwards. The sequels don't make any sense. No. But yeah, like this movie, I thought this movie's really good. Like it it started it started a franchise, but you know the franchise I would just, just yeah, pretty much gone downhill. I, I don't know how to describe like how good this movie except by just like watching scenes from this movie. Like it's so good. This I uh, no, I, I agree with you and I think this movie deserves to be on this list because for one, me, I'm not a big Michael Bay fan. I think he only knows how to make, once once again, trailers. Uh, he reuses, rehashes, uh, let's say, props and scenes from different movies, like uh, Battleship. He's included a few scenes from that into like other scenes and so forth. Um, he His movies are pretty much heavy on sponsorship and like uh, promotion. Like you see, you see that in all his movies. Um, I'm not a big fan of him, of his. It's just like explosion after explosion after explosion. But this trans, this Transformer movie, in a sense, it was kind of the, his most grounded Transformer movie, and where Definitely. there was some sort of narrative which was easy to understand. Yeah, as you said, the plot wasn't the greatest. But if you look at the ones that have come afterwards, it just got a bit more convoluted. It was like, okay, so now there's now what's happening? Like we know it's the Autobots and Decepticons, but it just seemed to be. It's he seemed to take such a simple uh idea simple story and make it so convoluted that it just got boring in a sense and then it just went back to the the let's say the uh, what age the, not dark ages it went back to the viking ages and and all that i was just like viking yeah i was just like w- w- do i need to see all this it's just like where are you going and then he ended up having a dinosaur uh, uh bot and it was like wow and it just ended yeah, up being on the top yeah it just ended up being such an over the top movie and it was like it got to a sense where i'd watch these movies just for you know you know we we mentioned this a few times you just go, it's one of those movies that eventually you just go in you don't really need to pay attention you don't need to use any brain cells you just sit there and just have a good time because there's loads of explosions happening on the screen and, exactly and, and that's why it, it became you made, like the transformers core like before this movie transformers went cool yeah. And I'd say after the six movies, Transformers aren't cool either. But you know, for for a short period, they were cool. 
and Shia LaBeouf was really good. He was he was really good in the first two. Uh, the third one, I wasn't too too keen on it, but Shia LaBeouf was uh, a great actor. I think he suited that role. Um, he also had that guy, the funny guy from uh, Fast and Furious. I forget his name. The black guy. Yeah, Tyrese. Yeah, he was awesome in it. And he also had the other guy who was in... You know I'm talking about, the white guy, his teammate. Was that his name, his teammate? No, Josh Dumel. Yeah, the one that's played Hitman. So he was good in that. So No, no, that's Tim Lee Oliphant. They look the same, though. They look the same, pretty much. So, yeah, I completely agree with you. The first one was awesome in the sense where... It made Transformers cool because Transformers was just like some this this uh, Hasbro uh, toy that you buy your kids for Christmas, and then all of a sudden, even grown ups will go into this movie. Um, but there was there was a lot of um, sly racist jokes and like oh, sexist it, jokes and racist. Yeah. It, uh, come on, don't expose me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, what are you doing? I'm gonna have to kick you off this podcast. Hey. <laughs> Let's just ignore that part. It's, Let's just ignore that. It's not your fault. But, I, was, I, 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 don't, I don't think it was the first movie anyway. So No, okay. It was, the, it was the, the first movie, movie was kind of racist. The second movie was super racist. Yeah, he made like these um these uh these jokes about um There's about, like um, these two Autobots these who two were Autobots, like yeah. they couldn't read. They were like super like ghetto and it wasn't it wasn't great. Yeah, wasn't and like great. people people actually came out and said, Why why did you have to get black people to to voice these Autobots? And it's true though. Like why do you have to make it such a a typical thing like stereotypical uh from comments so um yeah let's let's ignore number two three number one was awesome i i agree with you on on that yeah and this what was it this this movie has that scene where it's become a meme now like anthony anderson's i'm like doing something on the computer and the swat come in raid his house oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so every time there's like a case where there's like um What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I've, I've I've seen it where one of the most yeah. um, ladies and gentlemen, we got him and it's just easy. Yeah, one. we got him. Then we the slot comes in. <laughs> just comes in, knocks down his door. And just, yeah. Such a good meme. But yeah, the transform the transformations in this movie are cool. Like one scene, they're on the highway and like a huge um, like garbage truck Decepticon turns into the robot and he like slams through a bus and he's on fire now. Good scene. Uh, we did forget, we, we forgot to mention the sound effects for that movie. It was just, it was definitely so good. So it was good. like the whole crunching of metal against metal. Uh, and especially when they transformed and um, yeah, so good. Unfortunately, Michael Bay, just, uh, he messed up that franchise. Didn't he? Have you seen, yep. um, talk about Michael Bay. Have you seen his, um, his interview? Uh, sorry, not interview, but his um, presentation on the Samsung. Where he goes off stage. Yeah. Yeah. Where he, he doesn't like know what he's talking attack. about. Yeah. He has a panic attack. That's, that's yeah, quite that funny. Is. Off topic, uh, yeah, off yeah. topic right there, but anyways, uh, okay, shall I move on to the next one on, yeah. onto my list? Uh, where, where are we at now? So, we've done five, number six now. In Time, have you seen this movie? Justin, I think so. Justin Timberlake? Oh, yeah. Oh, why did I put this movie on my list? It's a good, tell me, it's a good, it's a good movie. The yeah? premise, it the has premise such a good premise. is amazing. Like, uh, came out in 2011. Um, Metal score crit, um, of 53. Me and my brother talk about this movie like all the time for some reason. Now we get to talk about it, Mio. We get to talk about it on this. This is why we create this podcast, Mio. Um, Justin Timberlake, he was amazing in this role. I, I, and I'm not going to, you know what? I'm going to come out and say something. 
and I don't care what anybody thinks. I think Justin Timberlake is a good actor. I what movies has he been in? He hasn't been in too many movies. He's been in that. He's been with uh, in Friends with Benefit. He's been in... I can't remember what else. I think he's only been in three movies, to be honest. But those are the movies he's been in. He's, he's, acted, he's, he's a good actor. Like Compared to a lot of other artists who make the, the jump to acting, he's, pretty, he's done a pretty good job. Um, so the whole premise uh, around this movie is it's based in the future and people are engineered to stop aging at the age of uh, 25 but after that you're engineered to automatically live one more year so in between that your currency is all about time so obviously you don't get paid in cash and everything it's all time time based and it means obviously you have to do these dirty jobs or whatever and to increase your 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 lifeline basically uh it's a really really good movie uh the opening scene was amazing when he gets uh, he he misses the bus because he doesn't have enough currency, enough t- uh, time, uh, and he doesn't make it in time to yeah in time time <laughs> uh, to save his mother who's waiting for him who who's running out of time essentially. Uh, really good movie. It's got some good cast. Uh, Sidney Murphy is in it. I love him. Uh, great actor. Uh, really really good movie. I don't, I know you've seen it. So what do you want to say about this movie? The premise was like so good. I remember seeing the trailer and I was like hooked right away it's like you know you it's like something on your wrist that tells you how much time you have left was it on your wrist or was it it, on it your... was kind of on your forearm essentially okay yeah on your forearm yeah i love this a really i good wish movie. more studios took chances like this. see that's right? that's what i'm saying and this is what like there's a lot of movies on this list where studios have just you know just gone okay let's take a chance with this and um it might not have done well in the box office or it might have just attracted like the justin timberlake uh, crowd uh, I was one of them. Uh, you heard Justin uh, Timberlake fan? Mate, I love Justin Timberlake. Right, oh. I love Justin Timberlake. Like high school, busting out Justin Timberlake. Oh my God, those were the days, man. Not a single worry in the world. Even, even after the Super Bowl? What? Oh, after that, nah, nah, that. Let's keep this uh, PG. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I really, really, let me read you the, the synopsis on IMDb. I've actually got it pulled okay. up just so it makes a lot more sense to people. So in the future where people stop aging at 25 but, but are engineered to live one more year, having the means to buy your way out of the situation is a shot at immortal, immortal youth. Here Will uh, Silas finds himself accused of murder and on the run with a hostage, a connection that becomes an important part of the way against the system. Uh, so that's essentially the premise of the movie and the whole currency is how much time you have. So you find millionaires are not millionaires because of how much money they have because it's non-existent it's because they they have the currency of let's say 100 years left to live and so forth and it's just it's so hard to explain because the premise is different and it's uh, such the uh, the director took such a massive risk with this movie but it's uh, that's why it's on this list mate it's underrated it's such a great movie um i love everything about it. it's once again set in the future kind of dystopian world really uh, draws you in and I just loved everything about it, yeah, essentially. Yeah, um, what was I going to say? I love that part where, um, I love the I don't want to ruin the ending, but the ending is quite good. There's but a lot it, of scenes in there that are really, really good. Yeah. A lot of good scene, scenes Man, in there. such a good pick. I'm jealous. Man, that's why I was excited to do this podcast. Like, I was thinking of this list. I've had this list ready for, for quite some time now. Uh, since we actually decided to to do this podcast and it was just like i was 
I'm so excited to do it because there's a lot on this on this list that I know one you're going to appreciate and we could always go back and forth but uh yeah this is a good movie the thing is I don't really want to talk much about it because it's one of those movies where once again if you it's easily spoiled in a sense and I don't really want to give too much away but I would highly recommend people go watch this movie it's a, a really really good movie and it's got my boy Justin Timberlake in it, even though he doesn't make any any more movies. I mean, music. <laughs> so, uh, Mia, your, your turn. Okay. Next on my list is also a movie set in the dystopian future. It's um Children Children of Men. Oh Disney. my God! I was gonna have this on my list, you know. Really? I was gonna have this on my on, on my list. It's got uh, what's his name? Clive Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Yeah. Oh, he's so mate. Go on, take it away. I'm I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Okay, Let's so, go. This movie was like critically acclaimed. It, it got nominated for some Oscars, but not a lot of people saw it. Um, I don't think that you know, like I always, I can I can always tell like if I'm gonna get along with someone, I'm I meet them and I'm like, hey, have you seen Children of Men? Yeah. And if they say no, I'm like, okay, we're not gonna get along. So but I've seen they it. Say so yes, we just became we just became brothers. <laughs> yeah, if they say yes, I'm like, okay, let's let's talk about the tracking shot in the end of the movie. Let's talk about that tracking shot. How amazing is that tracking shot? You're gonna to have to remind me because I've only seen this movie twice. And okay, it's been so quite some time. Towards the end of the movie, he has to. I don't want to. Okay, towards the end of the movie, he has to get somewhere, and he's like in the middle of a war zone, and he it shows it's like a ten minutes. He's like trying to go through a war zone, and the camera doesn't stop. It just keeps following him. You know, he like there's like people getting shot left and right. There's tanks. Firing explosives. Is that, is that the like scene when they leave? Off. Is that the scene when they leave this house and they're all cramped in this car? And the, no, 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 no. Okay, no, no, that that's a good scene too. But yeah. the tracking shots in this movie are incredible. But in the ending, he's like going through a wizard zone, and it's just the camera just follows him, and like people, you know, he's like dodging bullets. He's taking cover. It, it looks like a gears, basically. Did you say gears of war? Yeah, the the premise is so good too. It's like. In the future, people just stop having babies for some reason. Like people can't make babies anymore, and the oldest, and, the youngest person in the world is like twenty years old. Yeah. It's so good. And it's, then you know, it's such a good movie, man. Like, uh, it's the, that's what these are sort of movies that I like. It's a really slow burner, though. Uh, yeah, slow. I burner. remember watching it when it first came out. I believe it came out in. I would. I want to say oh four or five, but I think it came out maybe. Someone went there. Yeah. So once again. It's one of those movies that I didn't really appreciate until I grew up slightly, uh, maybe in my like older teenage years. Uh, if this is a movie I watch now, I'd I'd love it and I'd be like in in one of my top, let's say top ten, top twenty. Owen, um, Clive, sorry, Clive Owen is such an amazing actor in this. Uh, it's also got that guy, what's his name, the one from um, Doctor Strange, the, the black guy. Yeah, Jeff Well, I don't know. How to say yeah, the one for yeah, twelve, twelve. Um, Something is, yeah. Michael Caine's in this movie. Michael Caine's in this Michael movie as well. Pardon? Can you do a Michael? Caine? Oh, sorry. What was that? Cough. Can you do a Michael Caine impression? Oh, I can't do a Michael Caine impression. Yeah. Oh. Are you taking a Lamborghini, Mister White? Oh, oh, that you want me? <laughs> you want me to? Nah, nah I might. I might have been. Um, I might have a British citizenship, let's say, but my accent is far from it. Um. A great movie, a lot of good tracking shots. Uh, dystopian future, twenty twenty seven, I think it's uh, it, um, it's set in. Um, and as you said, uh, all of a sudden people have just, all females have gotten infertile. So, and they've and they've picked up somebody who's the youngest person 
on on Earth, and she's I believe she was pregnant or something. Or, yeah, yeah. And they're trying to protect her. Yeah, because they're trying to kill her off or something. Uh, once again, this it's a movie that's taken risks with something unique. I wish you know what I just wish now talking about this. I wish movies just took more risks, man, and just like exactly something different. Like everything on our list has been different compared to what's out there at the moment. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I was going to put this on my list. You know, I I was I was this close. I was literally this close to putting it on my list, but I thought, you know what? Mm, maybe this movie was actually because I thought I I don't think that this movie is underrated. I thought this movie was really really good, so that's why I did that. I, I, they make them, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say un- underrated as much as underseen, probably, yeah. if that's yeah. a word. But yeah. I love this one shot where he goes into like a Starbucks, he gets some coffee, he walks out, camera follows him, then the oh, Starbucks yeah. explodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Like, that's like, how do they shoot that scene? Like, I'm so impressed. Incredible. Like, the cinematography in, in certain movies is literally incredible. Um, I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to say about that movie. Uh, no, just go watch that movie. 100%. Go watch every single that movie we've so talked good. about. Like, this list is here for a reason. Uh, okay. Uh, next one up on my list, and I'm sure we can both talk about this because we've talked about it in previous podcasts, Equilibrium. One of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Uh, and it's got Christian Bale in it. It's got um, Sean Bean in it. It's such an amazing movie. He dies, yep. Shock. Um, but doing my research on this movie and seeing what it, it, it received in terms of uh, critic, uh, critically acclaimed and critically reviews and all that kind of stuff, uh, it's actually got a shambolic 33 on Metascore. So it's the lowest rated movie on oh, my wow. list. But Mia, we've both seen this movie. It does not deserve that score. No, it's, it's way ahead of its time. It's a movie so far ahead of its time. I, uh, I was looking through my Blu-ray collection over there. I was just tidying up and a few have got kicked back to the, to the back of the shelf. And I found this in my Blu-ray collection. I haven't watched it since, but just remind me on the plot. I remember it's set in kind of an oppressive future where yeah. the police have kind of locked down on forms of feeling and so forth. And it's, all, it's basically illegal to have any sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. To do the, they banned emotions. Yeah, they essentially banned emotions. So we've got the emotion police essentially, and um, and they've done this by producing these, uh, I believe, tablets or something, medication where they have to take some um, to kind of oppress their emotions and so forth. So that's kind of the the narrative and the kind of the idea behind this movie. There were so many great scenes. The the shots, it's it's amazing. And I remember him killing off Sean Bean because he. He caught him in this rundown church reading a book. And this book, obviously, he developed emotions and so forth. And he kill, kills him off really early on in the movie. And then you, he ends up developing his own emotions. And then they send a, somebody after him. It's such a well-shot movie, man. Um, I think my yeah, favorite... He just, he just my, stopped taking his medication. Yep, yep. And he tries to hide back his, uh, his feelings. My favorite shot, though, of the whole movie, and there were so many amazing scenes is uh should i ruin the ending yeah it doesn't matter yeah go ahead it's at the end when his son he figures out that his son knew all along and uh i just love that because his son was was on it the whole time and he bought into this whole whole kind of uh showing emotion kind of 
Yeah. I think that was the ending, correct? Um, that, I don't that was know. the ending. I, I believe I believe his son, because he was hiding the tablets behind the mirror in the bathroom, and I believe his son caught on it because he, he bought him the tablets once and he said, Dad, you forgot to take your tablets and so forth. And it's been such a long time I've watched it, so I could be mistaken. But essentially the ending is uh, them kind of rising and overthrowing the system and the state and his son knowing all along and not taking his medication and then Christian Bale just kind of has this Christian uh, Bale goes oh he killed he, he, what he, he kills his kid no he doesn't he no um, he just takes down like the whole government single oh yeah, yeah 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 just the action sequences they were like Matrix-esque in this movie it was just beautiful oh my god and the gun the whole reloading mecha- mechanism with the guns and everything oh, such a beautiful movie man I know you've watched it. I don't know if you want to add anything to what um, I just said. I think we talked about this in both our podcasts. Mm-hmm. In the previous podcast. Yeah, just such a such a it's it's such a niche um like cult movie. Yep. When you you, you know, just it's just like children men when you go up and ask someone like, Hey, have you seen Equilibrium? And if they say yes, you know, you're gonna be friends. Exactly. It's uh one of the best sci fi's I've ever seen. I think as you mentioned this it's so ahead of its time. And I think if this movie came out now, I think it might have been more appreciated, especially with uh, Christian Bale at his prime now. I think at the time he was still a younger actor, not really known. Uh, this was pre-Batman. This, yeah, yeah, this was pre-Batman. So I think if this movie came out post-Batman, I think people like myself would have uh, rushed to the theaters and just absolutely loved this movie. Uh, but a really, really good movie. Highly recommend this as everything on our list. Uh, Mio, you're next up. Okay, next up on my list is um, a Kevin Smith movie. Okay. Have you seen this movie? Nope. Okay. Well, I think a lot of Kevin Smith movies are underrated, but his best movie is probably Clerks. But this movie is, it's like, it's a comedy, but um, it's, it's, a, it's way ahead of his time. Like he created his own like movie universe. Okay. And this is like the the Avengers movie of his movie universe. Okay. Like it's so weird. Like um Ben Affleck is in this movie and he plays a character he played in a previous movie and as himself. So in the movie Ben Affleck is talking about like himself as an actor. Like okay. it's like who's going to who Okay, so the premise of the movie is um it's about Jalen Silent Bob. Do you know who Jalen Silent Bob is? Mm, no, but okay. uh, the name rings no. the bell, but I'm not. Yeah, too they're sure. like they're like two stoners, but okay. they have a comic book based after them. Okay. It's called Blunt Man and Chronic. So Hollywood's like, like adapting that movie, and they're making like a comic book franchise of it. And in the scene, they're like, "Who are they gonna get to play us anyways?" And Ben Ben Affleck is like, "I don't know, some slobby actor like Ben Affleck or something." It's so strange. Like a lot of the people in there are playing like two different roles. It's spoofing a lot of movies. Um, Will Ferrell's in it. He's pretty funny. Uh, Will Ferrell's funny in everything. What? I said Will Ferrell's funny in oh, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Anything but, um, he does. They, they do the scene from The Fugitive where they're, um, they're standing on the, the dam and they're like, I didn't kill him. <laughs> and, you know, Tommy, what is it? Tommy Lee John's like, I don't care. And he like jumps off. Yeah, they do that scene. It's quite funny. Um, I have one question for you. 
Yeah. Why do people like Kevin Smith? I'm not a big fan. I haven't. Re- I don't think I've seen. He does. He does a lot of like of comic movies. book references. A lot of like. Kind of, they like the, in the pop culture world. He's like I've seen this on social media so forth, and he seemed like he's highly highly rated in the sense where people listen to his thoughts and his his views on stuff. People put him on kind of essentially on a pedestal. Uh, I've never seen any of his movies, to be honest. I would I would see Clerks first. There's a lot of good banter. Yeah. Like there's good Star Wars banter in it. Um there's like banter about Superman, how he can't like have sex with Lois Lane because he would kill her. And he oh my needs, God. like I, a I knew that was, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's just like stuff like that. It's like they're talking about like the Death Star. About like how, you know, the first one when they destroy the Death Star, it was just the Empire. But the second Death Star, they kill a lot of like construction workers too, because it was still in construction. Yeah, just like good banter throughout this movie. Mark Hamill's in the end of the movie. Um, he gets his hand cut off. <laughs> yeah, just just a just. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like ahead of its time. I think you would appreciate it if you watch the movie. What is it called? Jalen Silent Bob Strike okay, Back. Okay, cool. Another one on my list. Then, uh, as I said, I'm not really a big fan of Kevin Smith. Uh, he seems to attract a lot of positive attention in pop culture. And um, I remember there was an interview with him when they asked him about his thoughts about the DCEU and what he would change about it. I don't know if you've seen that interview, but everything he said made a lot of sense. And as yeah. a fan of the DCEU, he, like, knows, he, he, knows. he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Um, anything you want to add on, on top of that before I move on? Uh, no. Okay, so next one on my list. It's got Ryan Reynolds in it, and it's called Buried. Have you seen this movie? No, oh, no, I heard of it. It's like uh, a, it's so the, good. <laughs> take it away. I, I haven't. Okay, so Ryan Reynolds plays this uh, U.S. truck driver in Iraq, and uh, there's this attack on his convoy, and then they obviously uh, kidnap him and so forth. But he wakes up. So this whole movie, it's whole. I, I believe the movie was an hour and a half, which is a perfect length. This whole movie is filmed in a coffin throughout the whole movie. And uh, it's just so claustrophobic. So if, you, if you're if you really claustrophobic, I wouldn't recommend watching it. Uh, I get claustrophobic here in the city when it's like... Yeah, I bet I would get claustrophobic. Yeah, so, um, uh, so basically he's buried alive. And the only thing he has is a lighter and a cell phone. It's basically a race against time to kind of uh, escape this uh, claustrophobic death trap. A really, really good premise of this movie. Once again, uh, a movie that's taking the risk, a movie that's done something different. Throughout the whole movie, you're on the edge of your seat, literally on the edge of your seat, wondering how he's going to get out and so forth. Not, this is one of the movies where, because it's so, it's just filmed in this tiny particular, uh, let's say, coffin. Uh, I don't want to ruin it too much, but the, it, the cinematography for a movie that's shot in one area is, is amazing. It really draws you in. It makes you feel like you're trapped in that box, and I hate that. I absolutely hate that. I'm not, as an individual, I'm not claustrophobic whatsoever, but I find that, especially in the hot summer here, uh, I get, I feel claustrophobic, I feel like I can't breathe or so forth in the city, especially with the high rides and so forth. Uh, so this movie made, made me just feel like really uneasy, uh, really, really claustrophobic. Like I was, I was trapped. And uh, from like a movie standpoint, that was, that was amazing. Uh, they did really well to kind of draw in the, the audience. I did watch this in the cinema. I watched this, I believe, 
I just watched it here on my own, I believe. I bought it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I've got it on Blu-ray, actually. Uh, a really good movie. Watch it at night, headphones, lights off, uh, just to kind of create that sense of uh, danger. And um, I don't want to ruin the story because it's one of those movies, once again, if I tell you certain things. Yeah, I was going to ask if it takes place all in the coffin, but I guess I would spoil the movie. Uh, yeah, it's the, the movie is just all in the coffin. I can't remember if there was certain clips outside of it, but the movie literally just takes place in this coffin, buried coffin, and that, that was it. So, and it's just, uh, you see his survive, his fight, his fighting instincts, his survival instincts to, to kind of um, gasp for air in certain places, or um, he's obviously he's got a cell phone, so trying to receive a signal, calling somebody, and obviously he's bathed in Iraq, so uh, <laughs> it doesn't uh, look good for him. Uh, but a really good movie. I would highly recommend it. It's one of those movies, though, and this is why I haven't watched it again. It's one of those movies that once you watch the first time, uh, it's really hard to watch the second time because you know okay, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those movies. But if you haven't seen this movie, it's well worth a watch. It's really like the mystery in there, the drama, kind of, the suspense. It's well worth a watch, especially for its runtime. Like an hour and a half, it's, it's beautiful. Like, it won't take the, your whole night up. Like, I hate movies that just drag on forever. This movie, perfect length, perfect everything. Uh, I believe How long is it? One hour and 30 minutes. So it's, okay, that's pretty good. It's pretty much, you can just bang it out. And it's, 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 it's a quick watch. I believe it's on Netflix. I'm, I might be mistaken. That it might be Netflix UK, Netflix US. You just have to double check. But it's worth a watch it came out in 2010 so you can find it in the bargain bin or you can just rent it off youtube videos youtube movie sorry for about two bucks and um highly recommend it it's got ryan reynolds as kind of the lead the lead uh actor and it's got robert patterson in it but i believe he gets killed off quickly and that's not really a spoiler because you know just based on ryan reynolds um really good movie though he's only got his lighter and cell phone to survive and whether he survives or not you're just gonna have to watch the movie Mm. that must have been a pretty cheap movie to shoot yeah i think uh the budget on that movie was like pff, less than 10 mil or something like that obviously that all takes an accord for uh wages and whatever but it's i would highly recommend it definitely go watch it um yep. and tell me what you think all right will do so the next movie on my list is a movie called running scared have you seen that Nope. Who is it? Okay. It's like a 2006 movie with um, um, Paul Walker. R.I.P. Paul Walker. R.I.P. Paul Walker. But it's about um, he's uh he's in a gang and there's like a there's like a shootout that goes wrong. They accidentally shoot a cop, and he has to get rid of the gun. So he like comes home with a gun, and um, his kid's friend accidentally takes the gun, and he shoots his own dad with it. Oh shit. And okay. well, the dad's like really abusive. You know, he's really abusive okay. to his mother. Oh, so he does it intentionally. Yeah, yeah. He, okay. he's just you know he's tired of the abuse. But yeah, he shoots his dad. Then the kid's on the run with the gun, and Paul Walker has to get the gun back because you know, like that gun is that gun is hot. It's you know the police really want it. All the fingerprints are on it. It could really take down the whole gang. Yeah, it's just the whole movie. He's going after the kid. They get into like some bad circumstances. It was like this really, 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 really tense scene where the kids, the kid, gets abducted by some uh, like pedophiles, oh, okay. and it's it's just so creepy. I saw this kid, I saw this movie as a kid, and I was so scared. Like I didn't want to go outside again. Jesus Christ! Like 
it shows like it, it it does like a trick where the kid's like in the bathroom and he sees like the shadows of the pedophiles on the outside and they look like monsters huh. really long and like long nails and like the shadows are really scary um he finds he finds like what they did with the previous kids there's just like tons of videos in there and it's just that scene man, alone makes that it, seems makes him so scary that sounds so horrific man jesus christ it's it's it scarred me for life yeah what are you watching <laughs> as a kid man <laughs> i don't know paul walker's in it i like fast oh and furious oh, i think jesus the christ. previous movie i saw was too fast too furious i was like oh i'm gonna watch this but yeah oh my god it's a really tense movie um but there's a good twist in the end i, I don't want to spoil it yep. yeah it's just you know like it's 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 just one of those movies where it's just a bad night and you know it's just a chase happens and it's called running scared yep cool running scared okay um i haven't seen it so i can't really make any remarks but it makes me want to watch it i don't know if that sounds good or bad on my behalf but uh i'll definitely i think i'll definitely watch this i think uh i'm a bit more mature now and hopefully i will get uh, tainted for life watching that movie uh moving on and this is a good movie in a sense where it just kind of keeps you on the edge once again uh you're trying to see if this person makes it out or not and it's have you seen the gray liam neeson i knew you were gonna put a liam neeson on it i'm like when is he gonna put a liam neeson movie on here that's a good movie correct it's a good movie uh so from what i remember it's he survives a, a plane crash him and six other workers i think they were going somewhere i think they were oil workers or whatever the case may be i can't remember exactly and um so the plane crashes and he he survives and he's he leads this whole pack uh on the survival adventure uh he well he's a kind of a, a skilled huntsman anyways and um the whole premise around it and this is kind of i think this is where people get pissed off and i think this why this movie isn't highly rated is because this the whole movie is based on his team him surviving against a pack of wolves and you never see those wolves you only you only see them towards the end one shot and that was it and uh, that pissed a lot of people off from what i remember and i've seen a lot of videos when they talk about our oh, movies that were so great but were ruined by the ending and this is one of them essentially where it's one of those disappointing endings where you see the shot of the wolves and and the movie just cuts off and it, it pissed me off. Like I, I remember watching it, but ignoring that and just kind of the whole build up, it's, it was a really, really well shot movie. Uh, I can't remember the cast, the casting choice or the actors, but it had Liam Neeson in it. I think he was on the peak of the kind of his uh, acting career. came out in the peak <laughs> came out uh, in 2011. Right, right. <laughs> I would say the peak of his action movie career because he was in Schindler's List. Yeah, 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 yeah. Schindler's List is one of my all-time favorites. Like, if you don't include any Nolan movies or any, let's say, comic movies or whatever, Schindler's List is my number one movie. I've seen that so many movies, so so many times. But um, thanks for just pointing out that he is on the peak of his action uh, movie career in this in this movie, and um, it rubbed uh, people up the wrong way. Just as I said, he. You don't really get to see the the wolves much, but that whole build up of that tense build up of okay, when are these wolves going to attack? And you hear the noises, you know there's something there, but you just don't know what. That really keeps the viewer in suspense, and I like that in a, in a movie where they don't show you they don't show you their, their cards all at once. 
it builds up. So in the in the runtime of let's say I think it was about two hours long, it's well balanced in the sense the story is well paced. Uh, it shows you a few things here and there. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a great movie. Liam Neeson is on the peak of his action career in in this movie. The ending is really really. I wouldn't say hit and miss. I think the ending is pretty shit. Overall. Yeah, I like the ending where he like he he gets up the loose items and he makes like weapons with it and he's about to like take on a whole yeah and, and you're preparing yourself have you seen you've seen this movie yeah 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 and, and and you think that okay he's preparing himself for this massive showdown with these oh, wolves and then he comes face to face with one and the screen just goes all black and i'm just like what the fuck i mean like, you know you know you know you knew who was gonna you, win you, you kind of knew what was gonna happen like this is liam neeson like you kind of knew what was gonna happen it's like saying keanu reeves fighting somebody and then the screen goes like you know what's gonna happen but maybe that's why I like this movie in a sense where it kind of had this great build up. We didn't really need to see the ending, but maybe like, maybe if there was another cut or something of the movie, it might have worked out well. I don't know. But in terms of its meta score critic, it got 64. So it was like halfway there, midway. Um, but if you, if you like Liam Neeson in terms of his action movies and so forth, I could have added a few more, but I think this one is one of the most kind of underrated of his, uh, action movies and that's why this one's on, on my list okay so is that is that all your thoughts on the movie uh yeah it's shot well um the environment is amazing it's like it's something different it's not like yeah I, I felt cold watching this movie yeah i was about to literally say that brain, brain emoji um and literally it's i could say this was um one of his this, you know have you seen non-stop or yeah I would just say this is like non-stop outdoors <laughs> in the mountains, essentially, like like South action movies. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm with you. It really, really sells you in kind of the environment. I love movies that when you're sit. I, I believe I watched this in cinema actually. So I watched this in cinema, and you're just like you're sit, sitting there with like your ice tango ice blast, whatever you may be drinking, and I'm just like, wow, I'm actually cold. So it really, really sold me in the environment. Uh, the cinematography was awesome. Uh, loved everything about it except for pretty much the ending yeah okay to the next movie yeah go on okay um next movie is the life aquatic with steve zizu have you seen this movie no okay it's a wes anderson movie do you know wes anderson yep yeah i really i really love his style i think i think all his movies are amazing um he's probably one of my favorite directors like out there like i really love his style i really love his humor um this one I could have put a few movies on here, but Life Aquatic is probably my favorite. But yeah, this one, um, the critic score wasn't that great. The audience score wasn't that great either. But I think this one, this movie is like one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. I think I've heard about, about this. It's about, a, you know, like marine biologists. They get, his partner gets killed by a, like a, a mythical shark. And by a shark and they want to take revenge or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. The cast is really good. It's got, um, got bill murray bill murray uh, <laughs> got bill murray as a lead he's really funny in it oh Wilson's murray <laughs> sorry i just need to do that again oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god um kate blanchett's in here willem yep. dafoe's in here he's really funny. he's so good yep yeah, he's really funny in this movie um jeff goldblum you know jeff goldblum oh his goat he's just he's just in here he's the wise goldblum. goat out of our goat list yeah it's just a really funny movie it's just they they're just like sailing the seas. They go diving. They get attacked by pirates. 
the the outfits are really incredible in this movie. I like the the outfits. But yeah, it's, it's just you know, it's just if you've seen a Wes Anderson movie, you've seen them all. It's the same kind of humor. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. So this is kind of your best Wes Anderson. Um, I wouldn't say it's the no? best Wes Anderson movie. I think it's the most underrated. Underrated. West- okay. Fair, yeah. Fair enough. Um, I've heard of this movie and it, I really want to watch it. Uh, it's I haven't a watched long it. and slow, but I think you would enjoy it. Yeah, I haven't watched any Wes Anderson movies, I believe. Okay. So. I would start with um, oh, what's that movie? Hotel, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. That's a good start. Okay. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, I'll just think of Murray again. So sorry about that. That's why Murray. Murray. I don't know why the Joker does that in in the movie. I've never, I've never understood that, but it's quite funny. Anyways, uh, off topic there again. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add onto that? Um, you know, just I love the quirkiness of his movies. I like how balanced every shot is. It's, just, it's, it's a good movie. Number 10 then on my list is, well, not, you're on, that was number nine for you, correct? Yeah, yep. so it should be number 10. The final one on my list, I do have a few more to add by the end, but I will... I'll just blast out the names just as we're honorable mention. Uh, the last one on my list. The reason it's on my list is because the first movie was so good. It's, it's, it's a case where people expect so much from the next movie that it might not live to live up to the expectations. And it's the Matrix Reloaded. Oh, good choice. Uh, I thought this movie, even though it was slightly under par in terms of uh, the, what the Matrix did, I thought it, the hate that maybe it might have received or kind of the lackluster reception or let's say the, the popularity of this particular movie is unwarranted. I think it's a great movie. It really does the Matrix trilogy some justice in terms of the, uh, the continuation of the story. Uh, I don't need to explain what the storyline is because everyone knows what the Matrix is all about. But I thought they actually, even though the Matrix was slightly grounded in terms of uh, what it tried to achieve in terms of its effects, in terms of its cinematography, in terms of its... Um, uh, where it was shot and what it was doing, I thought The Matrix Reloaded kind of upped the ante slightly and took a lot more risks because it was developing something that was niche at the time. And like in terms of action sci-fi movies, nothing came before it that really rivaled it. So obviously The Matrix came out in 1999, so they had like four years to work on this. And it just I think it really pushed The Matrix trilogy in the correct direction. Uh, obviously, a lot of people have The Matrix as their number one movie, and then possibly The Matrix Reloaded. It's funny how The Matrix came out first and Reloaded and Re- Revolutions, and it, people seem to think that it just got weaker and weaker as the trilogy went on. I kind of uh, disagree in the sense where I think The Matrix Reload, sorry, The Matrix is the best Matrix movie, and I think Reloaded and Revolutions were on par, but I think a lot of people just kind of misunderstand or have lost kind of track of what the story is trying to tell. And there was a lot of confusion and so forth. So, so I watched the scene with the architect yep. times and I, I, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Me, me neither. See that, that that's, that's one of the things where, uh, when they go and get the, uh, the key, the key maker and then they go, I love those particular scenes and stuff. Uh, and when he starts talking about the whole matrix and what, what it is, and the only thing I got was that, they've just rebooted the matrix essentially and they'll let people the humans make mistakes and they'll just kind of reboot it and create another uh matrix essentially but it is confusing that i don't think the at the time the the wachowski brothers knew what they were talking about um they're sisters now so in case i 
uh, fluctuate between him and her. Uh, so at the time, I don't think they knew what they what they wanted to talk to talk about, or they knew what the direction. I think it was it was one of those um, uh, moments where you know you just make the script up. It felt like you, they were making the script up as they were going along, because uh, the Matrix wasn't really based on anything. Just kind of a new. Uh, new idea that it had so it wasn't really based on any books that came before it or whatever um so but i i feel like the matrix reloaded really stands up well in in the trilogy and i think it's just really really underrated and yeah was, that, that that highway scene is incredible it's incredible so i mentioned this in the previous podcast so just go over what i said last time was they built uh i don't know how many, how long the the motorway was but they built like a purpose built uh, motorway and they actually filmed on that, and that filming took about six months to film. So it was a, it reminds me of the scene in the Dark Knight underneath the tunnel. The dark, yeah, the Dark Knight underneath yeah, the. That's the a good person. Yeah, where so Christopher Nolan actually built that tunnel underneath, and if you see the behind the scenes, it was all uh, to scale and so forth, and it was an actual real scene. So it kind of, it had some similarities in terms of uh, what it was using. So it had a lot of practical effects. So rather than just using full-on CGI and so forth. Uh, they utilized a lot of practical effects and that's and another comparison between this and let's say uh, one of Christopher Nolan's movies The Dark Knight Rises was the fact that they both came after amazing movies and people expected more of the same or even for it to surpass them but because the movies that came before them were just so highly regarded highly rated highly reviewed that it was so hard to live up to the expectations of people and I think that's what one that's what that's where the Dark Knight Rises fails, and that's where The Matrix Reloaded also failed. It's just people's expectations of the movie were just set up so high that when the movie actually came out, and it was like they maybe they expected more of the same of The Matrix, and maybe the, the few changes really put them off, and they just want. But yeah, whatever the case may be, Matrix Reloaded is a great movie, and it's like one of in general. The Matrix is one of my favorite. You remember movies. Enter the Matrix? The video game that the, came with it. Uh, the video game was awesome, man. I remember playing. Yeah, it with on, um, with Ghost and um, yep. What was they thinking? His character's name. They were uh, cool. That, it was awesome. I remember playing it on the GameCube at the time. Uh, it was just so so sick, just kind of jumping in slow motion, uh, all that kind of slow motion Max Payne style. Yeah, uh, it was it's it's well shot. This movie as well. So many great scenes. The only issue is. I get confused with certain scenes from here and the revolutions because they were like one whole long story. Um, the thing that really annoyed me, I, and I remember watching this in cinema, was uh, when the whole to be continued flashed up on this on on the screen. Yeah, that was that was insulting. That was mate. I kicked the cinema chair in front of me and it broke. <laughs> it, came, literally, it came off its hinge. I was fuming. I was like, I've just sat here for a two hour and a half uh, long movie. For you to just put up um, to be continued on the screen, and that was just like it was a massive mistake. But I felt I feel like this movie was great. It's an underrated movie in terms of uh, uh, people's expectations of what they what they basically expected from the Matrix trilogy. Cool. Um, and that that rounds up my okay underrated movie. So it's all about you know. Okay, so my last underrated movie was um, Snatch. Have you seen Snatch, Guy Ritchie movie? Ooh. No, I don't think I have. I okay, it's I such a good movie. Is that it, the one with um? No, no, I'm, I think I'm getting mistaken with Layer Cake. No, okay, it's not that one. Okay, it's got um Jason Statham, Brad Pitt. Um, it's it's a good movie. It's about oh, Venicio del Toro's in here too. 
mate, I think I've seen. I can't remember if I've seen this. I, when did this come out? Two thousand. I may. I've probably just seen it once, and I've never seen it again. Or okay, yeah, go on, continue. Sorry. Yeah, it's about some diamonds that get stolen, and you know they're trying to get. It's, it's just like a lot of different perspectives, like. Um, Jason I've, Statham. I've seen this it. movie. I've seen this movie. I've yeah, seen this like, movie. The moment you told me diamonds, I, yeah, I've seen. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out if I've seen it or not. Go on. But just, just good banter in this movie. Just um, Jason Statham's trying to get out of his life of being associated with like gangsters. Um, so they hire Brad Pitt to like lose fights on purpose. But apparently, he's like the greatest boxer of all time, and he can. He, he's one punch man. Like. He won all his pun- matches with one punch. I've seen this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's just funny. Like, um, Benny Jones is really good. He plays a character named Bullet Tooth Tony. He's really funny. Um, is it? Uh, no, I've hundred percent. I've seen this movie. A hundred percent. I've just, just I've only seen it once, and I've never seen it again. I just love the banter in this movie. There's like good scenes where um, someone's like, um, like who who has the diamonds, and they're like, Boys has the diamonds. And he's like, boy's a blade. You mean boy's a bullet dodger. And they're like, why they call the bullet dodger? And he's like, because he dodges bullets. <laughs> it's like one of those banters. Like, it's really just like normal banter, but they've kind of f- flipped it around where they try and make it seem like it's kind of funny banter when it's just like, if you really look at it from the outside, it's just normal banter. Yeah. But yeah, like the whole Guy Ritchie, Guy Ritchie, you know, his kind of banter style, it's kind of getting outplayed. Yeah. The King Arthur movie wasn't too good that he made. Yep. But uh, this this was probably peak peak Guy Ritchie. Pe- yeah, I was about to say peak Guy Ritchie because I feel like Guy Ritchie's kind of fallen off his perch recently. Yeah, he made Aladdin. So he's making like Disney movies now. Yeah, I think it's just looking for... The- Didn't he... Wasn't his wife Madonna or something? Yeah, it was Madonna. Yeah, yeah he just went downhill after that, to be honest, if you really think about it. Yep. Um. I don't know. I don't know how long this podcast is. I think it's before about an hour and forty minutes. So uh, I don't know if you wanted if there was okay, anything just, else you wanted to add. I'll just wrap up really quick. But yeah, like the plot. The plot's pretty simple, but the banter is really funny. So I would just watch the movie for the banter. I love for the banter. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've seen this Brad movie, Pitt. man. I've seen this movie. Hundred percent. I've seen it. I just really, I just need to watch it again just to kind of remember what I think. But I, I remember Brad Pitt being in it. I remember kind of the. Uh, the plot around the diamonds. As soon as you said diamonds, it rang it rang a bell with me. So yeah, definitely hundred percent. And I I remember it being a good movie. I remember watching it, and me being young, it's just like I enjoyed the banter at that time. So I haven't watched it since. I don't know what I, how I would uh, react to it right now, but it's well worth a watch from what I can remember. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed it. I watched it like a lot of times back when I back when I first saw this movie. But um, yeah, that's going to wrap up my list. Do you want to do your honorable mentions? I yeah, have so, oh, you got, okay, I'm just going to do some honorable mentions and then you can just let me know what you, quick yes or no. Uh, so, Christopher Nolan movie, The Prestige, great movie, just. I don't think that's underrated though. I think that's right where uh, it needs to be. You reckon, I feel like it's underrated because I feel like this was before all this hype of Nolan and Batman and so forth and maybe it's gone kind of now, under the radar. I think people radar. really love this movie. Yeah, okay. Well, the prestige is on my list. Um, Eastern Promises, have you seen that? Oh, that's a good one. That's that's a really With, good uh, movie. Um, Viggo Moynson. 
Yep, yep. A really good movie. The, the, really, the, the bathhouse scene was really good. When they're fighting naked, you just like, yeah, see like dicks yeah, all, all the uh, yeah. <laughs> just all flapping around. Like, don't, 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 don't cut it off. I don't want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Fine enough, I, I was thinking the exact same thing and this came out. You know, what else is good? Did you see History of Violence too? Uh, I believe it's I've the same seen that movie. Yeah, I've seen I think I've seen that movie. Uh, so Eastern Promises is on my list. Lord of War has got... Um, that's... Oh, why didn't I put that on? Did you not put... Oh my God. That, that's such a good movie, You should have put it on your list. Uh, really? That's, that's thought, Nicolas Cage at his best. That is Nicolas Cage at his best. And that's probably Jared Leto at his best. <laughs> pretty much. Lord of Leto. War. Let's not talk about Jared Leto. Have you heard what he said recently? Yeah. That guy is just... Uh, so Lord of War is on mine. Um, the Martian. Uh, that, uh, I think that's probably rated. You think I love The good? Martian. Yeah, that's a good movie. Uh, Elysium. Elysium. I forgot. Can you? I, I I've heard that movie. Can you remind me what Elysium was? It's by uh, what's his name? So it's the same uh, director that made. Um, oh yeah, this... with Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's by Six Nine. Yeah, Neil uh, Bloomkamp. Yeah, it's not as good as Six. No, but really? that's some cool part. I enjoyed it more than this, but you know what? District 9, I can't remember when that came out. Remember I told you I walked out of the cinema in that movie. You know, District 9 was supposed to be a Halo movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So they used like the leftover CGI and stuff for yeah. District 9. I enjoyed Elysium more than District 9, but I watched District... Yeah. I, I can't remember when District 9 came out. I think, once again, uh, young teenage years, they really appreciate movies as much as I did now. I've only watched that movie once and I walked out halfway through the cinema and I, I remember coming out of the cinema and then uh, we just went back in and we watched just some, uh, uh, I can't remember, just some chick flick or whatever because I was just so pissed off for District 9. I need to watch District 9 again because it's supposed to be really, really good, heavy on social commentary and current society, uh, kind of affairs in South Africa. So really want to watch that. But I, I enjoyed the Elysium. I think it's underrated. Yeah, I thought Elysium was pretty good too. Uh, another one on my list, uh, Minority Report, Tom Cruise, The Goat. That's a good one. That's uh, another great movie. I think uh, that's a classic, though. Uh, but that's the thing. I think because of the time it came out, I don't think people appreciate it as much. Okay. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Um, that's that's why it's on, on this list. Um, it is a classic movie, but I think it's a classic movie for people who know about it uh, and people who appreciate like proper movie goes, but for the normal, I think it's really, really underrated. I think it's overlooked a lot of time. I think it was ahead of its time. And it's another movie that had the nice premise. Um, so that's why it's on my list. Uh, another great movie. And I watched this straight after. So I was, uh, after watching Man of Steel, Michael Shannon just like literally took, blew me away with his uh, performance of General Zod. I thought he was, uh, unfortunately they killed him off too early. I thought General Zod was uh, a great villain in the DCEU. Um, Sorry, yeah, the DCU, Man of Steel is part of the DCU. So, The Iceman, have you seen that movie? Seen that. Uh, where he's the notorious contract killer and family man. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. You need to watch that movie. That movie is so tense and it made me go, it's based on uh, Richard uh, Klusinski. So, the, it's uh, based on a true story who had so, so many uh, kills under his belt. And, um, he's in prison so the story was about, about him it had Michael Shannon in it James Franco Chris Evans uh, really good movie it's a biography crime kind of drama movie uh, the meta score was about 60 um, but I would highly recommend this movie it's a really good and uh, Michael Shannon is mate 
his performance in this was just better than my, uh, General Zod's performance. It's really, really good. I like Michael Shannon, man. I think he's an underrated uh, actor. So he pretty much gives 100% to kind of pretty much every role. Um, the last two on my list, that's because I've watched them recently and I, I don't remember them being as, uh, as bad that people made them out. It's War of the Worlds, Tom Cruise. The that's remake. okay. That's a good movie. I think it's underrated. And uh, Paycheck with uh, Ben Affleck in it and um, Uma Thurman. Those are two that I've watched recently. And oh, I just kind of stuck, stuck in my mind. So Paycheck's pretty cool in terms of he's a reverse engineer where uh, it's so hard to explain. He, he, gets, uh, he works on these um, programs and so forth. And then when he's done, they uh, erase his memory so that he don't remember these programs. So his friend uh, tasks him with uh, working on his particular program. This program sees the future. Um, so once it's done, they erase his memory and so forth. But then he's, he's wanted for, for a murder. Uh, so his friends uh, framed him. He's taken all his money, and now he's trying to put to peace what what's happened. Why why am I being framed for this murder? Why am I wanted? But during this whole time, he he actually saw this coming in the in the machine in the tech the tech that he created in the future. So in the future, future self, he in the future self, he essentially lays out these uh, plans so that when he comes back and he gets his memory wiped, he he can make an escape and unravel everything that's happening. So it's quite. It's quite back and forth. It's quite confusing, but it's a really good movie. It's a really old movie. Uh, I think it came out in t- t- 2003. Uh, so it's basically trying to remember the future. Oh, I've seen that movie. Yeah. Now that you said 2003. Yeah. It's uh, directed by John Woo. Oh, yeah, I have. I, cool. I don't remember. It's got Ben Affleck, Aaron Eckhart, the one that... Yeah, I've, I've never seen that movie. It's a good movie, man. It's a good movie. Like The, the beginning's quite slow. The acting is kind of... Yeah, it felt like a really, really cheesy and kind of shit, not the best acting. Uh, but it gets better as the movie goes along and then the premise is really, really good. So, yeah, that's kind of my honorable mentions on my list. Okay, so I only had two honorable mentions, but I thought of you were talking, so I have yeah. four now. Have, okay. you seen, um, have you seen Law Abiding Citizen? Yes. That's a good Amazing one. movie. That's a good one. So good. I can't believe I had to have that on my list. Yeah. Uh, I've seen um, that so many times. Fox and Gerard yep. Butler. Yep. That's a good one. The twist on the end was really good too. So good. So good. That's a good movie. That's all I'm going to say about that movie. That's a good movie. The quits, It's one of those movies where critics hated and yep. audiences loved. Loved, yep. Yeah. Law of Audiences. Good movie. The twist um, is amazing, man. That is a good movie. I don't even remember the twist, but I remember it being I, good. I've, I remember it now and I don't want to ruin it because it's one of those movies that you really need to watch. It's so good. You feel like it's going down this uh, this particular route, but then it just flips everything on its head and it's like, wow, it really... You kind of feel sorry for... um, What's his name? Gerard Butler. Yeah, you feel sorry for him essentially throughout the whole movie, but it's a really, really good movie. I was that... Yeah, that's a good movie. Um, two, have you seen Snowpiercer? No, I've heard of it though. Oh, uh, it's, it. it's good. It's like, you know, like there's like... The ice age happens again, and it's too cold outside, so all of humanity um, lives on a train. Ah, uh, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. And like the poor people sit on the back of the train. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah, heard of it. Throughout yeah. the movie, he has like he's fighting his way to the, find the train. The front, yeah. Good, good twist too. But Snowpiercer was good. I have Anchorman two on here. Ooh, That's okay. Of course, it, you know, Anchorman 1, absolute classic. One but that's the same with The Matrix made. Reloaded. It's, Anchorman yeah, but, 1 set the bar so high. But this one's still pretty funny. I yeah. think the fight scene in the second one is actually better. The fight scene in Central Park? 
Yeah, that one's so funny. Like Will Smith shows up, Kanye West shows up, Liam Neeson shows up. Hey. Yeah. Uh, do you want to hear something funny talking about this yeah. movie? Because uh, it had Paul Rudd in it. And I don't know if you've seen the latest episode of uh, Hot Wings. Yeah, I saw the Tom Brady thing. Uh, wait, have you seen the latest episode? I don't know. So the latest the episode ones. of Hot, yeah, Hot, Hot, Hot ones. ones, they were talking about Paul Rudd. Did you know what the original script for Anchorman was? No. So basically, all, this journal, all these journalists were flying out somewhere to cover a story and the plane crash lands on this island. <laughs> and this, listen, listen. And the island is full, <laughs> full of these um, <laughs> monkeys. So they're fighting off these monkeys for survival. Oh, that's funny. That sounds uh, so, like uh, that's, watch yeah, this, sounds yeah, like yeah, yeah, watch the, watch the video of um, the, the YouTube video of um, Hot Ones. Paul Rudd is so funny in that. And he's just talking about this script and I'm just like, is he joking? Because, um, uh, what's his name uh, bring, brings it up and he said no no it was actually a full script but they thought it would be too over the top but that was actually the, the original um, script for Anchorman <laughs> I would have loved to see that yeah I would I, I want to see that as Anchorman 3 that would be amazing but yeah the Central Park fight um, Liam Neeson shows up as a history channel yep. and like the Minotaur is there and they're like wait a minute the Minotaur is mythology I don't know about that yeah, and the ghost of Stonewall Jackson's there it's so funny such I don't know movie. if this, I don't know if this counts, but the outtakes of this movie are the funniest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. Like, amazing movie. The outtakes, I I die every time I watch. It's it one out. of those movies where the humor is, it's kind of niche. It's not like your typical, yeah, humor. Drake's in the movie too in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Ink Man too. You know, obviously not as good as the original, but still pretty funny. And the last movie I included, I I don't think this. It's an underrated movie, but it's underseen. It's Ladybird. Have you seen Ladybird? Uh, talk about it and I might remember it. Okay. It came out in 2017. It it was like the highest rated movie ever on Rotten Tomatoes, but I don't think anyone saw the movie. Oh, like, no. I asked everyone about the movie, and apparently I'm the only one who saw it. But Let me just quickly do a search while you're talking. It's just like a coming-of-age comedy about a girl played by uh, Sorcy Ronan. She's a really good actress. But... um. It it's like Fleabag. That's how I would describe it. It's like Fleabag. Oh, okay, don't say Fleabag because you know I'm 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 all over that at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've just checked yeah, on IMDb. Just... I remember the poster fondly, uh, but I haven't seen it now. It's just it's just like a really, um, like really lovable movie. So yeah, those are my. I just want to include that in there because I want to give Lady Bird a shout out because it's it doesn't get the recognition it deserves. So enough. yeah. Uh, I'm just going to quickly recap my 10 and then my uh, honorable mention. So my top 10 most uh, underrated movies are Valkyrie, The Adjustment Bureau, uh, Source Code, Edge of Tomorrow, which is also known as Live, Die, Repeat, uh, Looper, In Time, Equilibrium, Buried, The Grey, The Matrix Reloaded, and my honorable mentions are The Prestige, Eastern Promises, Lord of War, uh, which Mia thinks should have been in my normal 10. The Martian, Elysium, Minority Report, The Iceman, War of the Worlds, and Paycheck. And Mio, just quickly re- recap yours. Okay, my 10 were um, Hardball, Need for Speed, The Fall, Children of Men, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, Transformers, Kingdom of Heaven, Snatch, Jane and Ball Strike Back, and Running Skid. And my honorable mentions were Snowpiercer, Law Abiding Citizen, Lady Bird, and, and Anchorman 2. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, I, I really enjoyed recording this episode. I don't know about you. Loved it. Hope, 
yeah, we need to do more of these. I think the next one we've done underrated. I think we might do overrated because I think there's going to be some controversy in some mm, of our- that might get a lot of hate. Though. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we'll probably do another part two of this sometime down the line. Uh, Mir, is there anything you wanted to plug in before we wrap up this two-hour-long podcast? Uh, no, you, you did. That's... You did call it. Check I know. Tapes. You called I, it. You I just said love this talking. Podcast is I just be love talking long. about. So I looked over at the time and I was like, I saw it, it was like uh, 30 minutes and I was like five movies in, I was like, ah, this will, this podcast will be an hour and a half long max. So uh, especially with the movies that we, we've seen and we've got a lot to say, talk about, it's, yeah, two hours long. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if Mia wanted to plug anything before we, we're done. Uh, nope, just no? you know, check these movies out. Let us know how, what you think there you go fantastic uh so okay that's it for today then thanks for joining us this week for episode six of the multiverse podcast if you would like to see more multiverse content be sure to be sorry be sure to follow us on the instagram and twitter page uh, so it's at the multiverse links will be in the description as always also be sure to subscribe to the show on itunes or spotify so you never miss an episode while you're at it would really really appreciate if you hit us with a five-star rating on itunes if you found any value in the show also as mia mentioned uh, hit us up with these uh, movies let us know what you thought tell a friend about the show tell a friend about this list and that will help us out too once again thank you for your time and we really hope to catch you on our next episode